When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to the show. We've got a Super Bowl. It's the Chiefs against the 49ers. 49ers end up beating the Lions when Dan Campbell could not control himself, going for it on fourth down twice when he should have taken the points each time, and then uh, the the Ravens simply laid an egg. You can't fault their defense. They scored 17 points, the Chiefs did, but they didn't score in the second half. Lamar Jackson laid an unbelievable fat egg, and here we have a Super Bowl that I think is an attractive Super Bowl. The number one seed, 49ers, the defending champion, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and I I do believe that what we've seen over the three weeks uh, so far in the playoffs is that championship pedigree counts. Knowing how to win counts. Knowing the big moment, how to navigate it counts. Because the Chiefs, after struggling for most of the season, came out in the postseason and they, they, they dominated. They dominated against a good Dolphin team in frigid conditions in Arrowhead. Then they went to Buffalo, beat a red-hot Bills team um, in cold weather in Buffalo. And then they went to uh, Baltimore and beat what many consider to be a perfect Ravens team with everything you need to advance. And they beat them somewhat convincingly, although it was just seven points. It didn't seem like the Ravens were in it. And the bottom line is championship pedigree means something. Having been there and done that means something. And you have to take that into account when you take a look at who you're going to pick in the Super Bowl. Now, the 49ers have been there. Brock Purdy is not. But a couple of their players have. They lost. Um, but uh, we'll see exactly how it plays out. It should be an interesting Super Bowl. Yeah, and this is where it all started for Kansas City, right? Go back to that Super Bowl against the Niners where they scored 21 unanswered points in the fourth quarter and won that title for Patrick Mahomes and really have never looked back. Uh, the one Super Bowl they did lose after that was to Tampa and to Tom Brady. Otherwise, we're talking about a huge dynasty. And San Francisco's been knocking on the door. This was probably the matchup last year at Purdy not gotten hurt in that Eagle championship game. And Although Aaron Boone pushes back on me, he said even if Purdy didn't get hurt, the Eagles were going to win. Well, listen, he's entitled to his opinion, but it's a close game, and they were what, on their fourth quarterback? It felt yeah, like they couldn't, they it, couldn't throw. They couldn't throw. Purdy came back you know, in the game, so, couldn't throw. You know, based on what's happened the last couple of years, by the way, I'm, I'm sorry, Phil, you don't have a kick coming. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, everything that happened with that team was a miracle now. Wow, strong. I'm sorry. Turned out to be a disaster. But I, I, Aaron Boone's entitled to his opinion. But of course I, he is. A great I, man. I think I'd like to see that game played with a healthy Purdy. And now you see he's got now he's got a chance to to go out there and and every there, you can't discount San Francisco, Michael. But and I was the I was the believer going in on Friday. I said sometimes what you really are eventually reveals itself and. The Chiefs did not feel like a great team. This does feel like the worst of the Chief teams that have gone to the Super Bowl. I agree. I mean, this is a team that had to play three playoff games, two on the road. You know, Mahomes never had to play on the road in the playoffs and had to win two playoff games on the road. 
and in real hostile environments in Buffalo and Baltimore. So, you know, they start to turn you around. They're like, okay, you know, maybe they maybe they are just as good. It just didn't have, maybe didn't catch the breaks or whatever during the course of the regular season. But in the postseason, this has been really impressive, and it's really hard to believe that this is where they're going to stub their toe against the San Francisco team that could have very easily lost to Green Bay and should have lost to Detroit. Yeah, that's the key, Don. I mean, you watch the 49ers. They've been great all year. I mean, they had that stretch of three games that they lost in a row, but they righted the ship, and they've looked wonderful. But the two games in the playoffs, they have not shown much. I mean, they've shown a resiliency and a toughness to stay with it and win the game, but you could say that Green Bay outplayed them, and for the first half, I mean, they weren't even they didn't belong on the same field as the Lions. And then Dan Campbell started to Dan Campbell, and uh, it all fell apart. But, I mean, we wouldn't be shocked here if we were talking today about the Lions against against the Chiefs because the Lions had it. It was right there. Then their receivers forgot how to catch balls, and Dan Campbell decided, you know what? I want to hit on 18. That's what he did. He, he took a hit on 18. You stay. You take yeah. a hit on 16. You don't take a hit on 18. And you take a hit on 16 when the guy's showing a 5 or when the guy's, when the guy's showing a 10. He would take a hit on 16 if the guy was showing a 5. And that's not smart. It's just not smart. Now, as much as we all wanted to see the lines in there just because they are a great story and they had never been there before, this is probably the better game, right? I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like... I think it's a sexier game. It, I don't know about that either, because I think Detroit became sexy with it their did. story. But the 49ers are a legacy but, team going for their sixth Super Bowl. I'm going I'm to say, say something that I shouldn't say. Oh, here we go. And there was a time when we really shouldn't say it, but now, who cares? Okay. The thing that Michael pointed out earlier about like the Taylor Swift thing, and that there are these people being like, Taylor Swift is a Democrat, and so... Mm. We hate Taylor Swift. So the funniest part is I actually watched a clip of my old colleague turned right wing pundit, Charlie uh, Arnold, talking about this on Fox News. Oh, I saw this. this and she's like, she's like, you know, the all Taylor Swift, she's a Democrat and she's going to push people to blah, blah, blah. And liberals already like her. Blah. So the next couple of weeks, we have to root for San Francisco. And I thought, oh, my God, the irony's rich. I hate San Francisco. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi's team. I mean, of all the cities you have to root for, it's the they are the San Francisco is the literal mascot of all liberal wokeness that everyone <laughs> right. is scared of. So you have the people who are going to be like, I hate Taylor Swift. I don't want to root for. Her. You know, what we root for. The 49ers. I just find this rich with irony. Or you could just be normal and root for the football game based right. on the two football teams. <laughs> that would be right. nice. And make your decision on who you want to vote with real information, right, right. not well, because see, of a singer uh, or an actor that goes one way or the other. I, I, you're saying crazy things. Crazy like, things. Like for me, in this in this particular Super Bowl, I would like both teams to lose. <laughs> That's not possible. How does that happen, though? I don't get it. It's, it's basically impossible. So... I I truly don't know who I'm rooting for. Ah, you know, that it must be tough. so nice to be a champion and just sit back and luxuriate in the game and not worry about I, a thing. Oh, yeah, I'm not worried about a thing. Well, well, you guys don't have to worry. It's over. No, I don't have to I, worry either. You're right. I, I'll, I'll be rooting for the 49ers. A couple of reasons. All right, Tell go us. ahead. Because there's a big job I'm in history. I'm an NFC guy. Okay. And... The, the the Giants Niners is one of I had a top five on this I can go back to the archives and see where I ranked it one of the best non division rivals 
when you think of the big games that they played, championship games they played. And I feel like the Giants held their own. So I don't hate the 49ers like I do the Cowboys or the Eagles. And I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of done with Kansas City. You know, get some, it's not somebody new per se, but it is in the sense that it's been a bit of, it's been a little while here. Can I present, can I present an argument though? Please. So, and then the Purdy thing would be cool. The Purdy thing's fun, yeah, and I, I think I think um, Debo and McCaffrey are likable. I'll say this too: I'm pulling for Trent Williams to get a championship. That sure, I, yeah, I'd be I happy. For, I'd be happy for him. Even Chase Young, I'm happy. he's not playing great, but he gets to be yeah. on the championship team for me in Washington. But I will say this: I have a tendency to root against teams winning championships because I always hope maybe one day my team will return to glory and become the greatest franchise in the league again. We have three Super Bowls. The you Giants fans have four Super four. Bowls. San Francisco has what? Six? Five. Five. This will be their six. So the question is: Would you rather have San Francisco stretch and get to six, or would you have Kansas City win now? What would be what their fourth? Do I have that right, Don? Do they have five San Francisco? I think it's five. Yeah. So it's three with Montana, one with Young. They haven't won since the mid-90s. So maybe it's four. Do they only have four? It doesn't change it, though. So would you rather... Both are going to add a Super Bowl to their to their total. Mm-hmm. It's picking your poison if you're one of those freak, freak fans. They do have five, I'm told. Okay. Yeah, because Montana's four for four, and then Young... Got the other one. There you go. Okay. So, so that's the 95 season. We're going on 30 years. Last time the Niners won. Yeah. Even though it seems like they're in the championship game every year because they have been for three years straight. So I don't know. Uh, I, I guess I'll root for San Francisco, but they annoy me I'm too. A, I'm, a, I'm on my dad, guys. When, when my dad was alive, he always, because he hated the AFL, would always root for the NFC team, even if it was the Cowboys. I'm like, what are you doing? You can't root for the Cowboys? Like those Cowboy Bills Super Bowls? What the Bills ever do to me? Matter of fact, the Giants beat the Bills. So those next Why two against, worried, right? after that, when they did the, the Washington one, then the two against Dallas, you get a root for Dallas. That's where my dad was. He hated the AFL. Hated Joe Namath. And everything about the AFL despised it. But by the way, you know it's another underrated hell for my dad. If my dad went to hell, and I don't, there's no reason to believe he did. No reason. Be, his hell would be sitting at the polo grounds watching like a a Titans Raiders game, like the New York Titans. That would probably be his hell. Oh, his hell would be his son kissing Joe Namath. The, Joe kissed me. Well, there was kissing him. <laughs> he kissed me on the cheek. You weren't here for that, Peter. I've heard of it. I heard about it. Now, now Peter, I'm going to turn you into a, a television executive because I think you have that kind of mindset. Mm-hmm. Now, there are people that are split on this. I don't think it's 100% either way. Interesting. The one negative that I hear about Greg Olson is that he, he, he constantly talks. Greg Olson, yes, yes. Other people say, you know, he, he had a really, really good game. He was great. If you're a Fox executive, do you actually move Olsen out and put Brady in? I, I Obviously, I would have to hear Brady. But assuming... I don't care if Brady is stuttering, I think Brady goes in. He's Brady. I, I, well, then why'd you ask the question? Well, I, I'm asking you. I'm giving my opinion. I, I think if Brady is competent, which I assume he would be, then yes, you you get, listen. I think this whole thing's ridiculous, and it could be on mute, and it would be fine. But since they spend millions and millions of dollars, th- then obviously it means something. So, with all due respect to Greg Olson, who I can't every time I look at him, I just think I see Bill Hader playing 
uh, Stifler in a skit. I can't <laughs> I get over it. He he looks so much like a Bill Hader character to me. I, I don't know why. I can't escape it. But I think Olsen's fine. But he is meant to be the number two guy in uh, uh, for Fox. It's and, a big financial hit, though, because he makes $10 million in the number one booth. If he gets dropped to the number two booth, his salary goes to $3 bucks. Well, that's so unfortunate. Oh, my God. Is he going to be okay? Well, what, what's going to happen to the Olsons? Uh, Don, after his NFL I mean, they, career? They got Mary-Kate and... You know. Yeah, between Mary-Kate yeah. and Ashley and the fact that Greg probably netted his NFL career, I don't know, around 100 mil. I'd say a cool 100 mil, right? All st- a, a pro bowler for his, basically his entire career. I mean, but you're set up for your entire life right oh, sure now, money wise, and you keep working. Not first of all, what you just said was a lie. <laughs> Second of all, uh, listen, I it's just not. I'm sorry, I have to be real with you. Who cares about Greg Olson's ego in this? You, what's his other job option? You're going to go to another booth? Okay, go. There, there are some people that said. That the the CBS should hire him and, and move him into the booth instead of Romo. Well, I, what? Why, are, why are people so anti-Romo now? I, thought, I don't know. I thought I saw a poll. I, I don't know who sent it on social media. Like, which which broadcast team in the championship games do you like more? And it was like overwhelming it was Fox. Like 78%. Because people Wait, that, just that was don't just like booth, Romo. Yes. Uh, it didn't. I mean, because I, I think hands down Joe and Troy are the best. Yes. I, I agree. National but, but football. But of those yeah. two, people still. Burkhardt's outstanding. I, 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 he's not Nance. No, sorry. But, I but, mean, but Nance is also somebody that I can understand if you're not a big fan. Like I, Nance is unbelievable, but I'm not a fan. Like his style to me doesn't work for me. I, I, I to me, Michael. Oh. I know it's hard for you to say this because you're friends with everybody. If you were to choose yesterday based on the sound of the booth. Because of Nance, the CBS booth feels much more like this is a huge event. Well, just because Nance has been around forever, uh, and Burkhart's only been doing you know NFL games for like a decade. Correct. Well, well, I mean, that's not that's it. it. Not saying he couldn't I be think, it. I think Burkhart has a pretty big but, sound. I, I know what you're saying just from well, the historical But you know, it's built in. You, it's not Burkhart's uh, fault. He uh, can get there I one day. I will tell you, full disclosure, we took the kids to the monster trucks over at the Rock yesterday. Oh, that's big. There's no way Jalen liked that. You would be correct, sir. She, it, it was her second straight year, and she's doing it for a There are two women that compete, including the Scooby Doo car. Not they didn't do very well. Oh boy, or truck, I should say. You hate to see that. Marco watched it as if you know it was his job. So I had to listen to the first quarter in the car driving home. We got Who, out. Who'd you get? Harlan vehicle? No, Eagle. Oh, I would put Eagle in the in the boot in a second. Like his passion. The, he's I so agree. descriptive, and that's what I'm saying. Like Nance is 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 elite, but for me, I I think it, it's a little bit too golf for me. Maybe that's so. Eagle has taken the NCAA tournament from Nance. Now you want him to take the Super Bowl in, in a second and just leave Nance the master. Because I'm going to tell you two things. Number one, I just think he's there's more energy. It's fresher. I think he's just better in my opinion. And also, I think he'd get more out of Romo because the one thing about Ian is very underrated sense of humor, and I think that they would gel very well together. You know, SNL uh, had a... Uh, the, the, the opening skit was on Romo and Nance, and the guy who did Romo was unbelievable. And then they did the... Um, it was a terrible skit, by the way. Yeah, it got panned. Oh, oh, oh I, my God. It was it was endless with not a oh. laugh in it. But they had the CBS, uh, the NFL Today crew, and they leave out Boomer Esiason. That's not right. I mean, they had Coach Cower, Nate, 
Phil and James. It was like Boomer Sison doesn't exist. Like, what are you doing? I guess they just ran out of people. Yeah, it's too many people to even try to do. Nancy watched it because Warriors Lakers went into like double overtime Saturday, so she couldn't watch the news. Right. So she ended up watching the news on Channel Four, which is Ooh. sacrilege in our house. But you wanted, I guess, to see the weather. So she ended up staying up watching Saturday Night Live. When I um, and when I got home from Ottawa, she's like, "It was the worst that she's ever seen in her life." I'm like, "That can't be." She showed no, me no, one of the skits. There were a lot of skits that were off. And I'm a big Fallon fan and Timberlake, but they did the whole Bee Gees thing. It was like seven minutes of the worst skit I've ever seen. Did also, you, did, they, they did a skit where, where you know, you said the Bee Gees, and they have Jimmy Fallon playing Barry Gibb. Right. And then Timberlake is, is Robin Gibb. Robin Gibb's dead. No, I, was, I think it was Morris. Mor- Morris is dead. Yes. Well, but who cares? Yeah, but but, but what are you doing? It's not a funny bit. They're, they're all dead. But, yeah, but who cares? I mean, well, Barry's not dead. Well, the, 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 the Barry's alive, but I don't, the, do you, I don't think you have like a wealth of knowledge about the Bee Gees. Oh, or I, Barry watched, I watched oh, the I watched it. I but watched. is there anything about Barry Gibb that would he would go off no. the rails and yell at people? Like, it made no sense. It was no. not funny in the least. And I'm a big Fallon and Timberlake. I was like looking forward to it. And it was just like a, it was like a political talk show, but they were the talk show hosts, and and even even his impression of Barry Gibb, which is very good, got lost in him screaming. It was brutal. well. I, I only watched one skit from SNL, and it was pure brilliance. Which one? The the looking back through our home videos. Oh, that was good. That I was mean, good. that was a stroke of genius, and that's all I saw. But I mean, I mean, Lauren has to look at that. That that was not a good show. That was not funny. I, mean, I don't. The, I don't get the first part. Of guys, the open. it's 2024. This is not the first episode he needs to look at through this lens. And I love SNL. Like I, I actually think their cast is insanely talented and has been. But I can't sit here and pretend that most weeks it's not a it's not a tough watch at times. Let's go to Norman in Queens. Norm, big Norm. Hello. Hello. What's up? How you doing? Good. I just wanted to touch one up to Dan Campbell. Okay. All right. I just wanted to remind everybody, let it marinate for a second. Dan Campbell, 2022 Lions, losing. He was crying on TV for a team that he knew could be better. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Forward 2023. He has the mentality to go for it every chance he gets. There's nothing wrong with that. But Norman, there is something wrong with it if, if you're going for it at the wrong time. There is something wrong with it. But that's the point of taking risks. But, you, but, but there's a risk and a reward. Yeah. The, I mean, even if they got the first down there, there's no guarantee that they would have scored. They would have been 28 yards away. So they still would have had to go 28 yards. To get the, you had three points in your pocket. The only positive, Norman, would have been you ran some time off the clock. Now, no, he, now, blind, blind aggressiveness is not no, smart. He was, a, he is a great coach. I don't think anybody's questioning that. But I, I'm sorry, this whole, this thing of well, he's just aggressive. Well, th- there's, there's a time to be aggressive and a time not to be aggressive. Clearly, he had a, was of right mind at the end of the first half. Take the 17 point lead into the locker room. So you can't tell me it's, it's always aggressiveness because he did the right thing there. But midway through the third quarter, a chance to go up three scores, guys. I'm sorry. And the kicker is good like over 77% of the time. You can't tell me converting on fourth down is going to be as high as that. And you also make a great point, Michael. Even if they get the first down, yeah, they take a few more moments off the clock, but they still might end up having to kick a field goal. wasn't a guarantee that they were going to eventually get a touchdown anyway. So, But why do I feel like that that caller is the reason why they do it? Oh, that's just what I am. 
Like, almost taking the decision out of it. Oh, I'm just, just going to go for it because I'm aggressive. Well, the, the most egregious thing was running the ball on but, third down when you're trying to save a timeout at but, the end of the game. He managed the clock terribly, and they couldn't catch the ball. That's why they lost. And, and, and they melted down right after that. It, 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 never mind the momentum you handed San Francisco. It was a gut punch. You created a gut punch on your own team that the defense couldn't get a stop after that, and then you fumble on the next possession, and then it was drop passes, and that game was cooked. It was cooked. And it was all because of a decision that you didn't have to make. You didn't have to make it. And we and I don't even want to give him credit for the aggressiveness, Michael, because this all might be analytically driven and it doesn't matter. So we might be giving these guys cubes that they don't even deserve to get because somebody's there here going, the numbers say go for it, go for it, coach. And 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 then he he'll play it off just like all of these coaches and managers do in sports, that it's their call to protect the yo-yos upstairs that do it by the book. Let's go to John and Tom Trevor. Johnny. Hey, guys. Good to talk to you. Um, back to Don's point, um, a little before halftime, a big point you guys forgot to mention was uh, the third down and 10 when they got seven yards when they could tie the game at 27-24, and they went for that one, too. That was, yep. that was just ridiculous. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't deal with this. It's tied. If they go down and score, they're not down 10. They're down seven. All right, you keep it a one possession game, right? I, I but that wasn't as egregious because maybe at that point, Michael, he's thinking the wheels are coming off here. I want to get, I want to be able to keep the ball. I want to get a touchdown. I still don't do it, but to me, that's not nearly as egregious as the third quarter one. Let's go to Maz in West Orange. Michael, Maz, most explosive passer, most explosive passer in the NFL this year. That's on passes over ten yards or more. 10 yards in downfield, 20 touchdowns, 66 passer rating, 133 rating. What is that telling me? You, you get the ball of Brandon Ayuk or De- Debo Samuel, and they run after the catch. You're not telling me he has a great arm, are you? He doesn't have a great arm. Over 10, 10 yards or more downfield. It doesn't matter. So if, if you get the ball, ten, any quarterback could throw a ball 10 yards. So he gets the ball 10 yards to Brandon Ayuk, and he turns into a 60-yard gain. It looks uh, like it's an unbelievable. Are, clearly, Maz, are you telling, are you telling me that Brock Purdy has a good arm? I want to know. Yeah. Are you? Well, you're wrong. Yes, Thank you for the phone call. You're wrong. He had Tommy John surgery. There's no way he has a great arm. Are you kidding me? He didn't have a great arm before he got hurt. You're throwing numbers at me. Uh, best, uh, best percentage. Does that factor in yards after the catch? Does it? Please. No, but if, if he told me the stat was in the air, it's a different conversation. But the even, one but, thing that, that that's accepted about Purdy is he doesn't have a great arm. And this guy, 49er fans are like Cowboy fans, Don. They, they feel that way. Oh, my God. They're blind. But don't give me a, you know, 10, 20 yards. I don't care. You're going to be able to. Venus DeMilo can throw a ball 10 yards in the NFL. I mean, give me a break. The idea here, and it's not even the bombs. Anybody could do that. The arm strength is rolling opposite end, having to throw outside the hash marks. The strength behind that. And it's universally known that he doesn't have the arm strength as some other quarterbacks in the NFL. Plus, he's coming off a Tommy John surgery. So, fine. You can give me a stat about all the the plus plays downfield. They're made by great weapons. And and really, it doesn't take a lot of arm strength to throw the ball 20 yards, Michael. Unbelievable. Uh, I need some time to towel off. Let's go to Peter now. 
Well, I'm glad you took that time, Michael. You need it. Give yourself a moment. I'll help you out and tell you that you can come get some Wranglers. Hey, New York, Peter Rosenberg for Security Dodge, Long Island, Ram and Wrangler headquarters. Come get some right now. You can lease a new 24 Jeep Wrangler Sports 4XE for $4.99 a month, zero down. That's right, $4.99 a month, zero down. All during the Start Something New sales event. Shop 24-7 at securitydodge.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so Saturday afternoon, and, you know, all the emphasis was on Sunday's football game. Saturday afternoon, the Knicks, with about four and a half minutes remaining in the game, are slapping around another top-flight opponent, embarrassing the Heat. And then Julius Randle drives to the hoop. Um, the defender tries to draw a charge. Randle goes down, tries to break his fall with his right hand. Then the whole body weight goes down on the right shoulder. Uh, he gets the foul call. He's due to shoot two free throws, but he just gets up and runs and goes to the uh, the Nick locker room, which means that he's definitely out of the game. He doesn't even take the two free throws. And then you start to think to yourself, if you're a Nick fan, we can't have nice things because they have been so great since the beginning of January, and they have beaten legitimately good teams, embarrassed them, and then this happens. So there was a fear that Julius Randle is going to be out for the remainder of the season. And they did an MRI, and it came out today that surgery will not be needed and that he will miss a couple of weeks, not months. That is about as good 
a news as you could have because the Knicks can absorb a couple of weeks because in that couple of weeks, you know, you're going to have the uh, the All-Star game and, the you know, the, there's, there's time there to absorb it. And all you have to do right now is move OG into the power forward spot, move Josh Hart into the starting lineup as a small forward, and there you have it. You've absorbed the loss of, of Randall. I don't think you could absorb it for the whole year and have the Knicks do what they wanted to do, but that was such good news. I mean, it's still not definite, but the word is it looks much better than they thought, and it's going to be a couple of weeks and not the rest of the year. But, boy, you really had to hold your breath and get nervous. Well, the good news is they, they've overtaken Cleveland for the four seed. It's only a half game, but still, they're in the four seed. And as you mentioned, Michael, let's say it's a couple of weeks. All right, you've got a you got a winnable game tonight against the Hornets, and then you come home for a long road trip. Uh, seven was it six games? Utah, Indiana, Lakers, Grizzlies, Mavericks, Pacers. I I guess I get. Would you take three and three in that span without Randall? Yeah. So you win tonight, so then that's seven games. You'd be four and three. That takes you to at Houston, which you should win. That's February 12th. So that's that's two weeks. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can get him then at Orlando, at Philly. Then it gets tough versus Boston. So if you can get him back, Michael, in a couple of weeks, and you can go maybe four and three over that span. Yeah, I think you take 33 maybe, and 20. Maybe you fall out of the four seed in that span, but you stay within striking distance, and then you get him back and see what you can do. I, I'll, I'll tell you what, though. You... You, you take whatever happens, even if they lose all the games, which I don't think they will, because you would have no chance if Randall was out for the year. And I think people would have gotten a real idea of how much Randall means to this team if you took his 25-10 and 10 out every single night. So that could have been a devastating injury. The guy's been an absolute beast for this team ever since signing with them. He never misses games. A lot of people thought he should have missed games at the beginning of the year when he was coming back from the ankle surgery. He wouldn't. He refused. And the guy has played as many minutes since joining the Knicks as anybody. So this was this was startling. Yeah. It was stunning. And I know when, I wasn't watching the game at the time, but I'll, I'll tell you what, I got nervous right away because it's uh oh, here we go. Because I don't think you can make a trade to absorb that. No, you just can't. You that. can't get Julius Randle before the trade deadline. So the fact that he's out just two weeks. And the fact that he's left-handed and it's his right shoulder also so, helps him a lot. So let's just say, for sake of argument, he comes back after the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. The first game after the break is February 22nd at Philly. So you might have to play nine games without him. You go five and four, you sign up. Like I said, you, know, you should be able to win tonight. You should be able to beat Utah at home. There's two wins. Indiana will be tough. I don't know what the Lakers are, Michael. I, I mean, I, I think they could beat the Lakers without Randall. How's um, I haven't paid attention. How's how much better has Memphis been with Jaw back? Well, he's out now. I mean, he's back still, out. He's, he's still out. Right, oh, he's so, gone. He's gone. So, so oh. yeah. So you could beat Memphis. Yeah, because they beat Memphis without. Yeah. Um, again, Indiana tough, and at Houston, at Orlando. I mean, Houston's five and not four. a pushover anymore. And Orlando's a good team. Houston, Houston fights. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they almost came back from twenty eight down. And and turn the net game into a one point game. The Nets ended up winning over the weekend. Orlando's twenty four and twenty two also. So not a not a complete pushover. I want to throw this out there too. I know toss he it out. Technically works for the competition over at CBS. Mm, okay, it's not the but, competition. Odyssey's well, not owned by CBS anymore. Go for it. No, but he's on CBS Radio, and okay, toss I hear it him out. on the fan on occasion. Toss so it out there. No, no, please. But I worked with him. A lot over at Sirius, but right. uh, and I consider him a friend. Andrew Bogish got to do his first 
ever net game against the oh Rockets. I didn't get a chance to hear it, but I heard good things. So congratulations. That's not nothing. That's pretty cool. Now, speaking, cool. Speaking that was a of, rare net win. <laughs> a rare net win. And by the way, the Nets play tonight. You can watch it on Yes. You can see the, hear the Nick game right here on 98.7. Ray Rowe. And the Nets get back Ben Simmons. <laughs> well, they, that's what they say. What do you mean they say? I mean, what does it ever mean, really? You know what I mean? About Ben Simmons? Yeah. Well, he's, he's going to play tonight. That's what it means. <laughs> right, but for how long? Well, that I can't say. And what, and, what, and what does playing include? Does he, does he shoot the ball more than four times? No, no, he doesn't shoot the ball, <laughs> okay. but he initiates fast breaks, he right. rebounds, he does bends. Sure he does. I'm sorry, that went over like a lead balloon. I apologize. Wow. Yeah, he's back. Have you ever heard of the work of P- Peter Schrager? Oh, sure. Of right? course. Yeah, sure. Okay. He's unbelievable. I don't know if you guys saw this. So he does a bit on the NFL Network on their morning show. Every year before the season starts... And he gives the two teams that will play in the Super Bowl. He has nailed it six years in a row. That's the beginning of the year, he went Chiefs and the 49ers. But six. he does it six years in a row. That's, I, that's, that's something. That's. I mean, that's puff out your chest sort of stuff. Yeah, it's like winning the picks I made two years in a row, being over 10 games over 500. No, right? I, I think it's much harder than that. I don't know. 10, 10 games over 500. So, well, if it, let's just see. If, you know what they say about Schrager, by what? the way? Always heard this. He got that dog in him. It's um, it's not nothing, Peter. No. No, it's great. I mean, all right. Are you talking to me or is it Is it that crazy a thought, 49ers Chiefs? No. Not at all. But you think you but had to a, do it six years in a that, row? That's impressive, no matter how you cut it. So, I don't think people had Rams bangles. When Cincinnati went to the stair, they had to go win in Kansas City that's, to go to that's, the Super that's Bowl. That's tough. Right? Chiefs, Bucks. All right, I think, Tom Brady. I think he, must, he, must, he must be some kind of warlock. I'm just There's trying no to think. So one, two, three, four, five. So six. So this is this is his sixth, right? So this, yep. is going, this is going back to Patriots, Rams, Chiefs, 49ers, Buccaneers, Chiefs, Rams, Bengals, Chiefs, Eagles. So there's that. The only outlier, I guess, would be Cincinnati just because... I don't. They kind of came out of nowhere, right? That was the first year after Burrow got hurt. But even so, it's not like the NBA back in the day where you could just basically lock in Cavaliers, Warriors. Now, a lot of people are sending me things about Her- Purdy's arm, right? Uh, this is from, um, I don't know exactly. Well, anyway, after all, Purdy has been the most accurate and effective deep passer in the NFL this season. According to Pro Football Focus, he's completed 22 of 33, attempts 20 or more yards down the field for 684 yards, seven touchdowns and no interceptions. Mahomes, Allen, and Justin Herbert generally are regarded as being among those with the strongest arms in the NFL. However, each is completing deep passes at less than 40%. Combined, Mahomes, Allen, and Herbert have thrown nine touchdowns and 13 interceptions on pass attempts of 20-plus yards down the field. Okay, it's a good point. But you have great receivers. The, 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 the pass that Ayuk co- completed was, was underthrown by 10 yards and went off the helmet of a defender, and it was caught. No, so no, that, it, that, it, it was that, overthrown. No, no, I think it was underthrown. No, it was overthrown. That's why it hit the defender and bounced back to Ayuk. Yeah. Okay, so it wasn't a good but pass. Either, by, by the way. It wasn't an accurate pass. But by the way, that I was thinking about earlier, you realize that that should have been interception is probably the difference between winning and losing that game? No, Campbell would have gone for it again somehow. Good point. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. Sure, who knows? 
It's the final week of Superbox Bonanza 5. Each qualifier will take home a $25 Fanatics gift card and have a chance at one of 10 Superbox prizes. Be caller number. Don, who was my favorite player growing up? That would be one uh, Bobby Mercer. Number one. Be caller number one. Wow. Look at you. 888-987-ESPN. To select a box for the big game with a chance to win $500 in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, and a final score payout of $2,000. All brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey and Security Dodge. Come get some. So getting back to the arm stuff. So he has much better numbers on deep balls than Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Okay, so let's take the nerd stuff away. Because as Vin Scully once said, statistics are like lampposts for a drunk. They're used for support more than for illumination. So you, let, let's let our eyes do the, 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 the deciding. You think Brock Purdy has as good an arm as Mahomes and, and Allen? Just asking for a friend. Hmm. Do you, Purdy? Do you think Purdy has an arm like Mahomes or Allen? Right. No. No. Decidedly, but okay, so no matter Mahomes what. and Allen have decidedly lower numbers on deep balls than Purdy. So they're throwing these stats at me again to support their argument, but their eyeballs don't tell them Mahomes could throw a ball through a wall. Same thing with Josh Allen, and same thing with Joe Burrow. But they're going to tell me that Brock Purdy has is a better uh, has a great arm. I'm not saying it's a bad arm. But he, he doesn't have a, a, a howitzer by well, any stretch. Of no, and and also, it's a misleading stat, right? Because Brock Purdy could throw a lot of balls of 25 yards um, to Kittle or Ayuk or whoever it may be. And he's then in the same stat with Allen and Mahomes, who in their balls over 20 yards are trying to throw it 60 yards. It's just it's it's a it can be a misleading statistic. And also, did you guys see Kadarius Tony is melting down? What does Joe Shane look smart trading this guy? Has not played great for him. Uh, I mean, wow. I mean, he's, he's, he went on Instagram Live and ripped the Chiefs. Uh, an expletive-laden uh, statement. Dude, you just had a child. Right? Right. Go be with your kid. Relax yourself. I mean, it's, it's one of the most wonderful things that can happen to a human being. Focus on something else. At least for a day. Weird. Um, let's go to John and Brick. John and Brick. John? Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Peter, I uh, wanted to actually talk to you about the Royal Rumble on Saturday. Mm. Um, do you get upset at all with the WWE that they never ask you to be a guest commentator? Because I would wait with all of the work that you do for WWE, and it's a lot, Thank plus you. a podcast. Why are you never guest commentating well, I way prefer you over McAfee well, oh, love it, whoa whoa ESPN on ESPN crime what are we doing well I mean I didn't say that John did no I didn't I didn't I thought Pat did a nice job on Saturday uh, I would love to one day get the chance to try to be at the table and and do what Pat gets to do um would I say jealous? Sure. I mean, he's got the guy's got an unbelievable. The guy's had multiple WrestleMania matches. He was in the Royal Rumble briefly this weekend and got to do commentary. So I think you'd be crazy to not go, wow, that's really cool. But um, no, I mean, that's just not what my gig has been. And like, Pat brings an entire other thing to the table 
that I don't bring. Like, do I think I could do a good as good a job sitting there and talking? Absolutely, I think I'd crush it. But Pat's a megastar at this point. He's bringing. That's a whole. That's not a thing I can. It would be unreasonable for my for me to compare myself to Pat right now. All right, so I have a would you for you. I know it's on Wednesday. All right, go ahead. Would you? And by the way, you know what they say about Pat. I just want to say he got that dog in him. But go ahead. Would you sign on to actually go into the ring and take part in a match and your popularity and fame would skyrocket but there's a chance that you could be disfigured or crippled hmm. chance not that you would but a chance well but would is you it, take that is there a worse chance than every time these guys and girls get in the ring because that's always on the table oh i understand but they're incredible athletes you're not no i, I would take the would i get to train it all for it or i have yes. to go in raw yes no train no i i'd, I'd, I'd do it I'd give it a shot. I, really? I think I think it would be a. I'd be scared. I even the even the Royal Rumble opportunity, like which what Pat did the other day, is he was sitting at the commentary desk. His music played. He got up. He went in. He looked at the giant Omos standing in the ring, who's seven foot three, three hundred fifty pounds, and then he just climbed out of the ring and dropped to the floor. So he got to avoid any bump. The thing that scares me about ever getting to be in a Royal Rumble is I'm five eight at best. Do you know how high that top rope is off the ground? When they chuck you over the top, if you don't know how to do that, do you know how bad that landing would be, Don? Oh, that's bad. Hitting, hitting the apron before falling to the ground? Oh. I, I, it might be the end of me. So if I had the opportunity to train, though, I'd absolutely want to give it a shot. Interesting. So an early would you? You know, be careful with would you, though. Why? Because the wrong person talks about it, and before you know it, I'm having phone calls with Brass about the. Uh, it's it, it can create lots of problems. I've heard. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. You had phone calls with Brass. We haven't heard about this. Oh, I had a phone call with Brass last week. Yeah. About what? You didn't do anything wrong. It was well, about me. Well, was it about you? Because it was really me that led to things being about you. Oh, I see. Because, but but many people thought that what you said, I said. Exactly. But I did. But in the end. Everyone was fine, and when asked, how does management feel about Peter Rosenberg, you know what they said? He got that dog in him. And I was like, thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. A little slow, but what are you going to do? Yeah, the timing wasn't perfect. No, well, wasn't I, was, I, thought, I thought Michael would answer. I thought he was going to guess. No, well, who's that on, really? Me. No, no, no. I knew you were setting up that drop. I, you didn't want me to guess. I thought you I've done this thing before. It's not on the first rodeo. That's a good point. You are a professional. And a really good one. Don, who's splashing in the tub today? Well, who do you think? It's technically my mom, but the read says, Don LaGreca here to tell you about my friends at Bath Fitter. They remodeled my mom's bath, did an awesome job. The process was easy. One expert installer, even with the customization she needed for a cast iron tub. It was done in one day with no demo or mess. It's a beautiful and high quality permanent solution. Bath Fitter provides a lifetime guarantee. Three million happy customers like my mom for a limited time get 0% interest or save $500 on a complete bath fitter system. So start designing your bath today at bathfitterdesign.com. There is only one bath fitter. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. To Football Monday with the Michael K Show, presented by Infinity and Slowmans. The Point God. You have made no good points, Peter. You're so right, Michael. I think you made some salient points. Yeah, because you're an ass. 
And then the other thing I hear is, well, hey, wait a minute. He's aggressive. Then why did he take the points at the end of the half? If he's all about all gas, no break, he had a Great chance to point. go up 21 points at Great. the That's end it. of the quarter. That's but it. he decided, I'm going to take the, the smart move, kick the field goal. But if it's all gas, no break, we chew knees off, then why not go for it on fourth and goal at the three and put put the stake in him? That's no, it. He did the right thing. So there's not even any consistency in the aggression. What? Now, Peter, you don't get any credit for that. By he got you right. Yes, that's good. Yeah, you you are not the point guard. It was Don. Well, my, my I didn't get it in because Don was going. He was in the Don mode. But all my that's it was to say was that that that's point guard. That's all I meant. And you did eventually say that. Thank you. I also would like. I, I wonder if fun with numbers could do this and crunch the number. I believe Don overwhelmingly <laughs> wins point guard on Mondays. Following football, wow! Uh, we, we should put him to work. Is, yeah. he's like, you mean what you're saying is Don's like um, Don's like a coach out of the bye who just every time that's Don he wins out of the bye every week. No, I, I just think that football is is, is his is, is hanging curveball, and he's got strong opinions about it. The other stuff he barely knows. So I mean, I see, you know what? He takes something nice and then he shoves right, it right I, where I you know. Where it comes. You don't want. I mean, we do have somebody that does this every day that probably has those numbers, and that's maybe Anthony. Was that Pusa. Anthony? Yeah. No, I don't think he, he could is. probably break it I down. I can guarantee you, he does not have that. Maybe he wasn't so busy like saying caller one, caller two, that's a, caller three. I have every date, so I can go back and look. All right, well, that's a lot. Seems like a big. Effort. I will. I'll, I'll buy you dinner, Chunley. Oh yeah. You know what? You guys said it was closed. I walked by it the other day. It's very much open. What's wrong with Who you? Said Who said it was that? closed? There's Somebody, no remember, we were all thinking about going, yeah, I heard it might be closed. No. no. Maybe on that particular day that we were talking. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. You sound like a crazy person. I'm not a crazy person. <laughs> no, but let's, uh, let's uh, do that. How, you, know what you, we, we never, you know what we never did, Art? We never had our holiday dinner. Let's, let's do it tomorrow. I'm not. I, no, I can't. I've got uh, the um, oh, the hot, hot stove. stove. Oh, yeah. All right, Wednesday. Wednesday doable. Potential. Although here, here, here's the money move, Michael. Yeah. We ask Gunling to come in. And don't tell Peter. And don't tell Peter. That's fine. You know what? I'd understand it. I'd respect it. No, but you know what? We're above that. You're more than welcome to come. <laughs> we think you'll add something. A Wednesday. Let's give it a try. I got no Rangers. They're on the. They're on their uh, All Star break. So let's take advantage. Does it, so it's always the holidays on the K show. It's a great point. So and the Rangers write the ship on Saturday? That's it's one game. You never write the ship in one game, but you know they they scored seven unanswered goals, all five on five. You know, so they did check a few boxes, but you need a little bit more consistency. Did it with down two defensemen. Lingering was hurt. Truba suspended, but it's a lousy team. So didn't Doctor Steve get a check on his uh, his boxes? Yeah, on Igor Friday was when not Igor was awful. Not very good against the Vegas Golden Knights. It was it was awful. I think is is the word. And I thought quick, or as they say, quickie, because ho- hockey's got a little baseball. In oh, it. I mean, tons. You kidding me? Uh, obsessed. That um, he did play Higgy? well. Who? No, but Shesterkin. Yeah, Shesty. Shesty. That's, that's horrible. <laughs> I don't. What know. is wrong with? Sports? It's not working. With what him. is? It's this? a baseball, and I got to tell you, if you ask most hockey players, right, what their favorite sport is, they'll say they baseball. Say ba- really? Yeah. I love to hear it. Um, so I think it's a baseball thing. Hockey and baseball have a lot in common. Remember, that was Gretzky's favorite sport. Remember, they got him the big uh, glove, love seat. Remember when uh, he retired? No, I they don't got him like a big that. baseball glove chair. I have no recollection. You know, it's just like he likes to shove it right. You know, you know no, I have no recollection but, but the of that. Way you said it. It's like, it's, it's, no, here's how I'm I just answering. Here's you. though. Here's how I heard oh, it. And I think Peter goodness. heard it. This no, it's right. I can't win. The way you said it. 
was I don't remember and I shouldn't have to remember. Right, and I'm good. Well, I also can't believe they gave him such a cringy gift. I had that no, same no, that same thing. It was and I'm one, nobody. It was one of many things they gave him. I forget who exactly was the one that it's gave Wayne it to Gretzky him, but, for God's but Wayne sake. Wayne Gretzky's favorite sport was baseball. Right. Oh, but I have the same gift, and I've done nothing in life. Although, you know what? Um, remember the, the the gambling stuff with the Senators that we talked about a couple of months ago, and he got suspended 40 yes. games? Shane Pinto. Yes. Shane Pinto is from Franklin Square. And I, I interviewed him for the pregame show on Saturday. Michael, he couldn't have been a nicer kid. And so I leave the hotel to go to the game um, later that day, and I run into his dad, who's a big fan of the show, and big New York guy, big Ranger fan, big Giant fan, and I just thought I'd give it a shout out because a tremendous family. So love the Pintos. There was a um, you know the he got suspended and all that. It, it sounded like it was he might have been a little bit too free with his codes, um, and some friends took advantage of it. But you know he, he served his suspension. But just a, just a great kid and a really uh, local kid listens to the show. Dad listens to the show. Peter, big can we fan. get can we get the Pintos a meter? Can we do that? I would love that. I run into so many people who love the show and oh, no, no, no. meterless. Oh no, you have no idea how many people at the Royal Rumble talking about the Cajun. It's amazing. No, walking around in Tampa. Yeah, uh, when well, I was New York and Jays. When I was literally, it really is. <laughs> when I was like walking down the aisle doing my hit thing, and like after I walked back, I, everyone giving me five was like, "Ah, oh, K show, K show, K show." So how about this? So I'm in in Providence, Rhode Island, for another of Callie's cheer competitions. Oh, you're a big cheer guy. Yeah, six hours on the car round trip. It's a blast. And um, Mm. so I'm walking through the lobby, and a guy stops me. He goes, "Uh, I see Jody's carrying a pocketbook. I I said, what? He goes, it's not a Gucci bag. Were you lying? I said, no, I'm not lying. She has a Gucci bag. He goes, and why is she wearing it? I said, she changes off. Right. Another listener to the show. Did you ask them if they had a meter? Oh, of course they didn't. I just no one has a don't. meter. That's weird. Huh. Yeah. Odd, right? Funny how that works. ENN coming up? You, yeah, you planning yeah. for the show live or what? I'm ready. But are you ready first to tell us about FanDuel? Oh, you know I'm ready. Ugh. <laughs> Last year, the Super Bowl, Gronk, well, he went wide left on FanDuel's Kick of Destiny. Now, he's back for Kick of Destiny 2, and this time you can play along. All you have to do is choose if Gronk will make or miss, all right? Get your free pick in right now, because if you're right, you'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets, all right? Everyone can get on the action when Gronk takes his shot at redemption before Super Bowl 58. So... Whether your team make, team miss, just head to FanDuel Sportsbook right now and get that pick in, all right? It's absolutely free. And then, if you get it right, you're getting a piece of that $10 million. New to FanDuel, visit FanDuel.com slash Peter to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 and over and physically present in New York. No purchase necessary. Uh, $10 million prize pool to be split equally among all eligible participants who made the correct pick. Prize issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at fanduelcom slash sportsbook. For help with a gambling problem, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text OPEN-Y at 467-369. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.